Hello, fellow Powderhounds, and welcome to the Powderhounds Podcast, a podcast about just having fun skiing and riding. I'm your host, Jeff Squaman. It is Friday, May 1st, 2020, and we are recording live from Meadow Lane Studios to talk skiing and riding. For those new to the podcast, the show is built around a featured ski area we've skied or ridden. To keep the conversation somewhat entertaining, we will review the mountain, talk ski news, play some trivia games, hear our guests' take on their ski and riding experiences, and learn the latest and all-important snow report. So sit back, kick your feet up, relax, and enjoy the experience of everything skiing and riding, Powderhounds. This episode will feature Sunday River, Maine. But first... Let's get the latest snow report. As for the snow report, well, there's not much to say other than spring is in full throttle. With a forecast of 60 degrees in Maine, even northern exposure backcountry spots won't be around much longer. So as we enter the off-season, there's plenty of ski news, updates to track and talk about. While the coronavirus pandemic has caused tremendous uncertainty in our daily lives, and similarly, what the next ski season may look like, Let's stay positive and hope for a full ski season later this year. I'm definitely looking forward to recording another episode around the big table after a gruelingly awesome day on the slopes. But for now, this episode should be used as a temporary distraction that hopefully will draw a chuckle or two. Stay healthy and safe, everyone. All right, let's get to it. As with all episodes, the point of the featured mountain is to promote the ski area. So in the spirit of promoting Sunday River, Maine, I am rocking a few historical and personal items. That's right, I brought artifacts to the show. So this first artifact is a 1996 era lift ticket. As you can see, it says New England's leading mountain chain. That's what Sunday River called itself in uh, 1996. So that's the first show and tell. I also have a ski pin. Apparently, according to my uh, buddy, and this is a Top Gun, a double diamond off uh, Barker, uh, apparently buying, like getting ski pins was a thing back in the day. I don't know if anyone else can confirm that later, but uh, apparently it was, and I got ones from Whistler Blackcomb and Ski Sundown to prove it. And then finally, and most proudly, I have a trail map from the 1995-1996 season. Look at that onesie this guy's rocking, guys. So, uh, so there you have it. Got a little bit of uh, experience with uh, Sunny River, which we'll dig into shortly. As for the episode's beverage of choice, if I could drive my car with out-of-state plates into Maine without getting death stares, I'd likely have a bottle of Dinner IPA from Maine Beer Company. But uh, for now, I'm drinking a local Two Roads cloud-sourced hazy IPA. Cheers, everybody. All right, back to Maine. Before I introduce my awesome guest, I'd like to provide a brief history of both the mountain and the ski area. Recreational skiing got a slow start in Maine, while Swedish settlers brought the activity to the area to better get around in deep snow. Skiing for recreation did not pick up steam until neighboring New Hampshire purposefully developed Cannon and Sunapee Mountains to lure tourists and grow the economy. In the 1940s, the Maine Ski Council was created and charged with engaging all existing social ski clubs to, quote, look over the mountains, which Maine skiers deemed developable and feasibly turned into a ski area. The initial list of potential developments included Saddleback, Sugarloaf, Bigelow, Mount Blue, Farmington, Old Speck, Bald Pate, and Andover Region. While the first ski area in Maine was Pleasant Mountain, Sugarloaf became the gem due to its northerly exposure, highest average annual snowfall, and fewest issues uh, across the valley. Uh, access issues across the valley. Not until February 1958 did that spirit grow to the sport of skiing in Maine reach Sunday River. As the story goes, a small group of eight men equipped with snowshoes made the long trek up a logging road parallel to Barker Brook to what is now the location of the Barker Base Lodge. One of the men, Paul Kiley, used skis to climb ski- to, cli- to climb. Uh, with skins on them rather than the snowshoes used by everybody else. The route to the summit followed the Cascade Trail to the rocky ledge above where the Lock Mountain Triple lift ends. Once at the summit, steaks were cooked as views of Mount Washington were enjoyed and discussions of the train's suitability for a ski area ensued. After additional exploration, the men started back down on their snowshoes while 
Kylie removed the skins from his skis and became the first to ski what would become one of the early trails at Sunday River. Just a few months later, the Bethel Area Development Corporation, led by Howard Cole, announced plans to develop a ski area on the northeast slope of Bald or Barker Mountain. In the 1958-1959 opening, uh, the mountain had one lift, a T-bar, and the trails were designed by Cell Hanna, the same cell of which Cell's Choice at Okimo Mountain is named. In the early 1970s, wide changes were underfoot. Get it, skiers? The addition of a 5,000-foot double chairlift on Barker kicked off development. Not long after, improved snowmaking, grooming, and base facilities were modernized. Les Otten purchased the ski area in 1980 and embarked on an aggressive expansion program, including another double chairlift, 20 acres of snowmaking, and a handful of new trails. Sunday River got its first triple lock in the mid-1980s, and by the late 1980s, the modern mountain most of us know and have skied has been created. Located just east of the northern White Mountains, Sunday River is tucked away in rural Maine. With the nearest highway 50 backcountry miles away, getting to Sunday River takes commitment. Locals and mountain staff take pride in the ski area's remoteness. The fact that it's not easy to get to becomes a badge of honor. While there are modern amenities at the resort, down the access road and in the nearby Newry and Bethel towns, you will find just a quaint village scene. So there you have it, the one and only Sunday River, Maine. Now, let's meet those awesome guests. We have two guests in this Sunday River episode. Let's give it up for G and Brian. Welcome to the show, boys. Now, before we hey yourself, uh, before we before we dig into Sunday River and your ski resume, I should uh, bring up to speed our listeners. Uh, the three of us actually uh, had a different activity we used to do together, a little coaching football at a, um, let's just call it a uh, state championship caliber program in uh, the greater uh, Connecticut area. Uh, and one would say, um, so much fun, yet so little accomplished. But uh, let's go back to skiing and uh, want to hear a little bit about our guest uh, skiing experience and their, uh, their resume, if you will. So, G, I'm going to uh, kick it off to you first, uh, just to tell our listeners how long you've been skiing for. Yeah, so I, uh, thanks for having me. Um, Thank you. I, I picked it up a little late in the game. You know, most people... Um, you know, start as youngsters, and I had a buddy who taught me in college, so I kind of started then, and uh, have since been been lucky enough to go out west a little bit uh, for the Salt Lake Olympics, and do a little skiing up in Canada, and then, um, you know, just predominantly in New England. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that, those are actually uh, probably uh, some other kind of rabbit holes you should probably go down this episode or the other, but uh, now uh, out in Salt Lake, up in Canada, around New England, what would you say would be your go-to uh, gear that you're using? Do you go through skis a lot or uh, do you kind of stick to a, um, you know, kind of one pair that you kind of just beat to, uh, you know, to barely being able to flex at all? Yeah, so I upgraded a couple of years ago to the uh, Rossi Experian 88 HDs. Um, and I, they're just a, a good all mountain ski for me. Um, in, for what I like to do, I kind of, I like that all mountain feel. Don't really spend any time in the, on, on the jumps and, mm-hmm. uh, in mm-hmm. the parks, but I like a little bit, of you know, fast downhill and, and a little bit in the glades. So it, it they're, they're responsive. I really enjoy them. Nice, nice. Plus, you know, we have uh, variable conditions, I would like to call them. It's a positive way of spinning some of uh, the East Coast. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> way of talking about East Coast. Now, uh, so you uh, you kind of threw out a bunch of different locations there. If you had a go-to mountain, uh, whether it's local or a travel kind of destination mountain, you know, what would it be? Um, you know, what comes to mind first and maybe why? Yeah, I would say so. I was lucky enough to have a buddy of mine who's uh, in pharmaceuticals and um, and he would like accumulate his points and we'd be able to stay up at Montreblanc. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would say that's just all in all overall experience, probably one of my most favorite destinations just because, uh, you know, ski conditions and then the overall all mountain experience, you know, they've, they've got everything there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a, that European, uh, chalet feel you've got restaurants and 
and you know, really everything you do for the weekend or for whatever your stays, the duration of your stay, um, but just awesome terrain and, and like I said, great conditions uh, and a variety of stuff. So that's that's yeah. been really, um, you know, my extended kind of stay place that I would I would like to go to locally. I'm always a big fan of Stratton, uh, and yeah, yeah, those are. I would say local, probably Stratton is. Now, both of those mountains are on the Icon Pass. I just want to point that out to listeners if there was, uh, if you guys were, you know, your appetite was getting wet. Uh, now, Brian, uh, also a bit of a skier, and um, I know where your your home mountain certainly is, but uh, let's start off first with how long you've been skiing, Mr. Florida. I've been skiing for the past, like, four years at this point. Okay. If you want to call it that. Yeah, we're going to call it that. Um, when my older son, Nick, said he wanted to uh, learn how to ski, I had always I had snowboarded before that. Right. So, yep. um, kind of picked it up when he started because it was a little easier to help him get up and kind of maneuver around being on skis as opposed to a snowboard. We had to un- unlatch yourself, relatch yourself. Yep. Um, but bruised hands, bruised bottom. <laughs> yeah. Never took any lessons. Kind of just watched YouTube videos, trying to pick stuff up, and then kind of just went out there. It's, right. I'm not, it's it's not the prettiest thing you've ever seen, but I can. Don't sell I yourself can, short. Now I can get down there. Don't sell yourself short, man. You are a natural athlete, and I'm sure we're gonna dig in into that a little bit a little bit later. Um, yeah, no, that's, uh, now what kind of gear are you using? Because, you know, four years skiing, you know, you probably, uh, you, do you have the same skis that you started with? Uh, no, I just got skis three years ago. Okay. Um, nice. Cause before that I had just these stuff cause I didn't know what I wanted. Um, then I have, now I ride, um, some head wrap seventies that are pretty good for just the local stuff that I'm able to do with the kids. Yep. Yep. And that is your home mountain would be, uh, in your backyard there. Yeah, my, my backyard ski sundown. Yeah, hey man. Hey, who else can say they uh, they, have a, they have a mountain in their in their hometown? So not many. So. Yeah, I can't complain. No, it's great. Um, now, is there any destination place uh, that you'd uh, throw out there, or uh, are you sticking kind of local, uh, keeping the kids uh, you know active and, and screaming down the mountain too? I mean, when I was before we had kids and I was younger, like we would go to um, Mount Snow and Okemo with yep. guys I had worked with to go snowboarding um and that's pretty much the two places like outside of connecticut that i've really gone other than sunday sunday river gotcha yeah we'll certainly get into that in a little bit but um yeah well that's uh, thank you guys for giving a little overview of uh experience gear go-to places you know now that we've warmed up just a little bit uh kind of want to go right into the first game so uh we're going to call this first chair um you know really creative there but uh the segment the game is actually just true or false so um you know this is really a a a tune-up also pun intended there uh should be simple true or false is your answer i'm going to read you a statement and you're just going to say true or false and uh we're going to go from there so uh here we go true or false you can see mount washington from sunday river summit g false brian it is true that view inspired the original eight uh, to develop the ski area, actually. Uh, so uh, not a good start, G, but don't worry. There's plenty more left, and Brian is known to, um, you know, uh, <laughs> never mind. Choke at some point. I didn't say it. Uh, no, it's <laughs> yeah, just like your golf game. Uh, true, false. Sunday River is, the, uh, is home to the Six Peaks. Sunday River is home to the Six Peaks. G. True. Brian. True. It's actually false. I uh, threw a curveball in there for you guys. Actually, it's home to the eight peaks, uh, White Cap, Lock, Barker, Spruce, North Peak, Aurora, Oz, and Jordan Bowl. So, hateful eight. Sorry, guys. Uh, a couple more. Uh, true or false. Barker Mountain was the first area of Sunday River to open. Gee. I'm staying true. <laughs> Brian. True. It is False. <laughs> it was actually Lock Mountain. Uh, again, both those answers were in the intro narrative that I get, but uh, I can see how sometimes it gets lost in the nonsense of words. But 
<laughs> uh, the quote from Sunny River's website actually is, New Meat's Old, Lock Mountain was cut in 1958 and opened in 1959. The website states, as home to Sunday River's first trails, Lock combines old-school New England terrain with a modern twist, with two race trails cutting a straight line from the summit to the base surrounded by rolling terrain and narrow paths Locke satisfies everyone from weekend warriors to world champions. How about that? Uh, all right, two more, and we'll be done with this. Uh, <laughs> true false. In 1970, Skiing Magazine stated the Sunday River Lodge was, and I quote, so crowded it looked like one of the Titanic's life bolts. Gee. True. Brian. True. It was true, actually, yeah. Uh, the re the, the re <laughs> you're on the board, baby. Uh, just like Buckley, the uh, the review went on to say, and I quote, uh, "And the cafeteria has about the range of lifeboat survival rations." Ouch. All right, last one. Uh, true or false? Sunday River is home to New England's first chandala. A chandala is combination gondola and chairlift. Gee. Brian. I want to say false as well. Uh, you're both wrong. Uh, it's actually true. Uh, it debuted in 2008-2009 season for a $7.2 million investment. Um, those things are actually everywhere now. There's uh, one We're in... highly credible. Yeah. Too highly credible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. It's things no one notices. It's, it's why it's so fun. Um, yeah, there's actually chandelas everywhere now. There's one in Telluride. I saw one in uh, Copper uh, Mountains uh, base area. So anyway, uh, it's kind of a cool little... Uh, you know, kind of cool lift service. All right, so that's it. After, uh, you know, the first couple questions, the uh, first game, uh, Brian has a slight lead, two to one, but uh, don't worry, guys. We've got plenty more to go. Um, so, uh, again, we're uh, next segment is uh, talk about the ski area, Sunday River, which you both are clearly experts in. But it's not really about your expertise. It's really about your experience. That's what we want to talk about. Um, so for the listeners out there, I'm going to do a quick mountain profile. Sunday River opened in 1959. The elevation is 3,344 feet, skiable acres 870, trails 135, lifts 18, average snowfall 200 inches, vertical drop of 2,340 feet. That's your ski area. Uh, I'm just going to kick it off with a little bit of my experience. As my uh, artifacts uh, may have showed, uh, I've uh, had uh, some experience at Sunday River early on. Um, actually, Sunday River is arguably, I think, my first big mountain skiing experience. I uh, went there, I think, in high school, if I did the math right, uh, probably weekend ski trips. So, you know, southern Connecticut up to, you know, rural Maine is quite a commitment for two days. I think it was about a six, seven-hour drive. Um, and we did that adventure a few times. Um, so, yeah, like uh, the adventure went something like six hours on a Friday night, get in probably 1 a.m., you know, I think we overnighted overnight in Gorham, New Hampshire, because there's not a whole lot of options in uh, Maine unless you're, uh, you know, sort of at the base area. Um, I actually joked we stayed at the anything but Royalty Inn in Gorham, um, but whatever, it was a bed and it was fine. Um, stayed up way late both nights and somehow we're skiing, made the bus ride and we're skiing by 9 a.m., um, and I'm sure it was over an hour ride from New Hampshire up, up the access road and up the rural uh, road. Um, and, um, yeah, that was just sort of like the big mountain that uh, we, we kind of cut our teeth on. And um, still remember, like, the stories about White Heat being this, uh, you know, double black diamond with, like, I don't even know, like a 40-degree pitch or something insane and uh, – you know, uh, some sort of like memorial to, uh, you know, people that have had like major accidents and, uh, you know, wiping out, like going too fast or losing an edge and just being so psyched that I actually went down and like made it without breaking anything and just feeling so accomplished as a, I don't know, preteen or teenager, whatever it was. Um, so that was sort of my early experience and I was always in awe of Sunday River and then a few, uh, I like to call them a few gap years went by. Uh, <laughs> I guess. And, uh, yeah, my ski passes started dictating where I skied, not so much where I wanted to maybe check out. So it's been a while since I've been to Sunny River, but I did go back this season, 
uh, kind of a last-minute ski resort. And, gee, your uh, story about Tremblant actually was similar to my uh, opportunity to go to Sunday River. Same thing. My buddy had uh, free stays at the Marriott in um, uh, wherever Loon is, uh, Conway, North Conway. And uh, so I was able to kind of, you know, get a, get a nice little free stay and bought him some food. And that's kind of how we made it work. And I uh, hadn't been there in a long time. So uh, we caught it on a, you know, they had some snow earlier in the week, but then it got a little warm and firmed up. So it was super, super fast. Um, and uh, that, that weekend uh, back in January. But, um, you know, it's still Sunday River has that remoteness feel to it. Um, you know, again, staying in New Hampshire is a good indication. But, you know, there's actually a lot going on. You know, there's a little bit off the access road. You know, there's a brewery on the uh, at sort of the fork. Uh, the Matterhorn is a popular place. We 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 stopped at. Uh, they got night skiing, so Sunday River kind of appeals to that. You know, Brian, I know you said uh, you know the little guys um, probably love doing that at Sunday River. You can do that up there at sun at or at sundown. You can do it at Sunday River too. Um, you actually take the chandala to your sun your night skiing uh, trails. Um, and, um, you know, the foggy goggle was a fun little, you know, after skiing kind of place. So there it is. So now I want to bring you guys in that I just struck a chord there. So, uh, so talk to me a little about your experience and know that, uh, why I chose this location was you guys were part of a group ski trip and you tell me the story, but tell the listeners the story, but, uh, you're part of a group ski trip together, uh, at Sunday river. I was not there, but I did hear a little bit about it. And that's why I thought this could be fun. Talk about Sunday river for a few minutes, uh, before we continue on with the games, but, uh, foggy goggle, do you want to jump in there? Or you want to give a little bit more of a background to what made you pick, um, Sunday river for your, for that weekend? Cause I know you said you usually go up to Canada that weekend. Yeah, so like you were talking about, you know, it's a bit of a destination based on where we are here in Connecticut. So we kind of picked um, Memorial Day, or I'm sorry, um, Martin Luther King weekend is a, is a long weekend for us that we had work off. So a handful of us just got a house up there and headed up and, um, you know, enjoyed skiing and hitting those trails. We talked about white heat and, uh, you know, we went with a group of guys that had kind of a variety of experience and comfortability on different terrain and, um, so it was fun to kind of go down, you know, charge down way heat and, and get some of those guys to, to go down that were a little bit apprehensive about it. But like you said, it's, it's like that badge of honor. You go down there and you hear stories and you, uh, you know, you know, the, the fatalities and some of the other things that, that, uh, have happened in the past, unfortunately. Um, but certainly, you know, one of the other things you said that I think is true is the, the diversity of, uh, their trails and, uh, and what they offer there, um, you know, the, the the one thing that I would say, unfortunately, we did hit it on a, on a kind of unfortunate um, weekend where it had rained the night. I think that I think actually the, the trip up there we kind of left mm-hmm. on a Friday, and so on that way up, it was rainy and it was uh, you know lower temperatures, and and, um, and so some of the mountain was some of the peaks actually were closed down when we went there, but. Um, Certainly, that uh, that run was was one that sticks out in my mind. Another one was actually on the Oz Peak. Oh yeah, that's uh, one of the last peaks. Actually, they uh, they opened. Yeah, all yep. the way off to the right there, or sec- you know, one of the second to last peaks off to the right. And so uh, I went up with my brother, and we actually hit it where they were starting to make snow. It was later in the day, and they were starting to make snow for the next day, and we just hit it just right. That there was no one else on it. You know, it was kind yeah. of that open terrain and almost like big glade skiing, like out west in the bowls. Um, and neat features, like I, I remember just nothing like I've really seen or experienced in the east in terms of, uh, you know, there'd be like trees that it, that it, uh, um, you know, that aren't living anymore, but but the but the uh, yeah the trunk is still there, and it just just really neat. You know, that time of day where the sun's starting to go down. The, the guns are going, and so visibility was a little bit low. Just and, and, and it was just great powder. I mean, it was powder up at, up to our shins um, that we were just kind of having fun blasting down. So we did a handful of runs on that. But yeah, it was it, it was a great experience. Uh, you know, again, we picked it because it's not one of those ones that we would do every weekend or be able to get to, yep. and yep. Um, offered a whole lot of stuff for for our group that again had a, had a pretty diverse experience and and. Uh, and, and some of the guys were, were totally fine just doing a few runs and checking a couple things out. And then they hit up the foggy goggle and, and checked out. Got to hit up the foggy goggle. <laughs> the local beer. So, yeah, we met them. Um, we 
far side at the end of the day. Uh, and one of our friends actually. Uh, yeah, go ahead. They, uh, what's that? Go ahead. <laughs> I don't yeah, know where you're going, but they, go they ahead. Were, they spent the majority of their day there. <laughs> and and uh, one of them bid on a Corona snowboard. Oh, yeah? Corona snowboard, yeah. Get out of here. Was this Pat? Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. I didn't know that part of it. Oh, that's... Has not, has not used it a day since he's gotten it, but, <laughs> but it seemed like a really good idea to them who had been saddled up by the bar sure. the entire day. Sure, sure. You, yeah. dream, dreams happen there, man, right at the foggy goggle there. <laughs> just, uh, just looking up. Now, Brian, I know you uh, warmed a stool, I think, probably at the foggy goggle um, at two, but... Uh, I think this was your first time at Sunday River. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um, for someone who's only been skiing four years, I got to think that it was probably a little intimidating. But uh, what was your initial impression of uh, of the the eight peaks? Again, you know, you have such a variety. From uh, again, listeners, if you're new to Sunday River, you got sort of the white heat, skiers right, super tough terrain. You know, expert terrain. The Barker Mountain has a mix of some blues, some of those ski runs, uh, those uh, race uh, runs, trails. Uh, I was talking about earlier. Uh, Jordan Bulls a little easier, sort of skiers left, and um, Aurora North Peak are sort of in the middle, are uh, sort of that uh, novice uh, sort of expert kind of terrain, has a little bit of both. But I would imagine, Brian, you're probably uh, a little, you're probably following the group a little bit, but uh, what do you think of uh, Sunday River when you first got there? Um, I've, like, stupidly, I followed the group where they sure. let Sometimes you just have to. to like, ski sundown and like you said never taking lessons and just teaching myself yeah um it was a little more than i expected to say the least <laughs> i was overwhelmed yeah 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 um yeah it was way like you know it, it was definitely i should have taken it slower and not followed everybody and like i'll just go do my own thing and find mm-hmm. something more more attainable um but even as hard as that was, it was, I did have, <laughs> it was fun. Now, did you uh, night ski or did you not? No, we didn't. Okay. Like she okay. said, I got up there after they did <laughs> the one day when it rained. So the following day we went out and it was, the trail we picked to start on was just a sheet of ice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And that right away was like, oh crap, this is a sheet of ice. Okay, okay. And not, you know, a groomed, smaller mountain like I had been used to. Right, 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 right. Okay, okay. So you're waiting for the next day, you gotta maybe warm it up a little bit, groom those trails, you know, kind of break up that uh, that, that cover, uh, what that was sort of what you were hoping to maybe maybe capitalize on. Yeah, and it was still, they hadn't been out to groom anything that next day, so we went out, it was just... So it was a sheet of ice. Okay. Yeah, now... Um, and everybody said, maybe you should just go to the bar. And I said, no, I'm not going to the bar. I'm going to go. I ah. came up here. I'm going to go skiing. And, sure. You know. I do. I do. Was, I, I do. I remember. It was learning. On, it was on the job training. Yeah. Yeah. Now, would you say, what was your what was your most memorable run uh, on, uh, on <laughs> at, uh, at Sunday River? If you had to I pick just one. Made the one run yeah. After that and went bar. Do you know what the name was, of that I, run was? I don't recall. No. Could you describe the scene if the listeners kind of wanted to get an idea? So, Brian, you know, he's getting there, you know, four four years skiing, he's got three-year-old skis. He's feeling pumped, but he's uh, you know, clearly going to try to keep up the crowd. First trail down. A little bit of a tough uh, tough to dig in. Uh, take us, take it from there, Bri. You're looking around, and and you're, you realize you're kind of. I know kinda, what you're doing, Jeff, because I know you know the story. I might have seen so the video. Point, I only skied like three times the year before. Yeah. Um. So this was probably the fourth time I'd ever gone skiing. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I should have followed the advice of the guys that went to the bar and just gone with them. I was like, oh no, I can handle this. If right. I can ski, it's ski Sunday. I guess I can ski anywhere. That was not the case. They should have a T-shirt that says that. That would be actually a pretty good seller, I think. Um, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was a there was a video, and, and hey, you know, you you, you, you got down, and uh, and that's get down. that's there really are ways to get down. That's all that matters. It was right? not the way I wanted to get down. Yeah, but at yeah. Least, like I said, it was fun. Like, right. I, you know, it was memorable. It was like a sleigh ride. 
Sleigh ride. That's exactly what we're going to call it. Yes, a sleigh ride. That's exactly without the ski patrol to assist you, you know? So it was no, actually. There was no ski roll. Right. Exactly. I didn't want people to get the wrong impression right. that I got injured on this. No, no, no. No, I did not. Not at all. I found a safe way to come down, sliding on my skis, sitting down the whole night. That's it, man. Sleigh ride. That's what, hashtag sleigh ride. You're yes. here first, folks. Now, so then you go right into the bar. You find Pat and the other guy. Is that what happened, or were you the first one at the bar? That was basically what happened there. I just found those guys and tried to forget what happened. Now, did you uh, <laughs> bid on this snowboard or no? Because you're a skier no, now. No, this happened okay. previous to me getting there. All right. So tell me a little bit about maybe the next uh, day that you had or overnight. You guys did you do uh, – were you in a hotel, house? How did that all work? Were you bouncing around, uh, you know, the area? Or uh, I do remember there's a parking lot scene that uh, also some video uh, analysis. Uh, we broke down the film, I think, and, you know, Boxing 101. Uh, but uh, what was – can you describe a little bit about that Um Provide some clarity, I guess, on that. The rest of the guys had gone up there the day before, and I came up like Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So um, I met them at the um, what's the Matterhorn? Matterhorn, of course it is. Yes, sir. Drivers was, right. We had a good time. It was mm-hmm. good food. Mm-hmm. Drinks were good. It was definitely like one of the highlights of that weekend. Yeah, you know, it, it's kind of weird. Like, there's always—I feel like there's always a Matterhorn at like a ski area. I feel like that's something to just be on the lookout for when you're, you know, next time you're in a ski area. But uh, I guess this—the quality of it is is important. So you're saying Matterhorn winner, good food, good beer, good vibe. Um, tell me a little about the parking lot fight scene. It's like a pretty good—it's uh, pretty good scene over there, right? Uh, I guess. It- it's what you're looking for. There can those can break out sometimes in those parking lots. I don't think that's what what typically goes on there. No, no, it was uh, that was that was uh, I'm I'm probably speaking out of turn, but uh, it was definitely a harmless, uh, fun little uh, little love tap, I think. So um, you know we're uh, we're just gonna maybe we'll just leave it there, but it's good to know. It's good to know that fun can be had off the mountain at Sunday River. That's the point and the takeaway I want folks to have. Um, yes, I would say like overall, it was um, it was a good time with everybody. Okay. Now, would you go and back? Even if you can't, even if you can't ski very mm-hmm. well um, or at all, um, there is stuff to do. Like you can have a good time. Now, do you, would you go back knowing again, just sort of the three-day weekend that you had, you had the day off, the extra day to travel and come back, uh, would you, you know, was that something, again, uh, different, you know, presumably, you know, different weekend, maybe different group, different conditions, would you go back to Sunday River, uh, or do you think you'd maybe try to find uh, either a closer mountain, again, a destination mountain, we know that you, have the luxury of a, a home mountain in your own hometown, but uh, what would you, what would you, uh, what would you think about that, Brian? Okay. Now, um, which I know they have there. I didn't have the chance to check it out because, like I said, the conditions like that weekend weren't really good. That once we got done that day, it was kind of like, all right, we're all done. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's it. Sometimes you just got to go with the vibe of the group, and like that's just sort of how ski weekend goes. And uh, whatever it is, whether it's we're done skiing, we're gonna ski till close, we're gonna go out, we're gonna stay at home, we're gonna go to bed, we're gonna, you know. Uh, reset those cups, whatever it is, you just kind of go with the flow, and that's sort of what the magic of the ski uh, group is. Now, G, asking you, uh, you are a traveler, so I would, I, I guess I'll assume that, yes, you'd go back to Sunday River. You probably want to if you haven't already been back since that trip. Um, but um, is there anything else you'd be, you know, you'd want to kind of either check out or do you didn't have time to do, or maybe the group... And the conditions kind of limited, um, just because it is a big mountain and it is, uh, you know, a tough place to get to. Yeah, I would definitely be interested in going back and just exploring some of their um, their other trails. We we did not get a chance to hit any of the glades, so you know that's always like a fun little uh, adventure when yeah. you when you jump in um, to check out some of that. So no, I'd, I'd definitely be down to 
to go back there. Now, if you guys had to uh, rank Sunday River again, overall totality based on your experience. So this isn't just skiing. This isn't just Matterhorn. This isn't just the drive up, the accommodations. You know, what do you think you'd give? Uh, we usually do a scale of one to ten, ten being the highest. Uh, what would you think you'd give Sunday River totality overall going back? ranked up against your other favorite places. Gee, why don't you kick it off? Um, I would say, you know, probably a seven or eight. Okay. Um, just in the variety, of, again, of a variety of their trails and just, um, and lifts. You know, that's another thing, too, with all their peaks. Like, you, you, you um, don't, you're not spending a whole lot of time in, in lift lines and, yeah. you know, wasting your day. So, um yeah, I mean, it was it was really cool, and I definitely would would go back. Brian, how about you? you I said, would definitely give another. You said you'd go back, I mean, but what would you rank it? I want to hear what probably, you would rank it. Uh, Overall say, experience, Brian. How memorable was Sunday River for you, brother? I would give it a, a, a six, I guess. Oh, that's higher than I Just thought. Just because I really didn't get to experience the whole mountain, like John said. Like yep. I was only there for. I only got really got to ski that one day, and didn't see much other than that one trail right and i know there's other other trails to, to, to go on they're probably more suitable I there's mean, 134 trails yes there are others yeah i mean overall i thought it was a good time awesome uh well i like that um i'm gonna join you guys i'm gonna give it a actually i'll go a little farther i usually go i'm usually a, a sucker and, and, a, and a kiss ass on these rankings and go you know in the nines i'm gonna give it a good old 8.5 and uh i say that only because um you know it um it's it's a um it's an enormous mountain ton of terrain um, the thing that's tough for me though, is that, uh, you know, the, you really have to, um, you know, just finding a place to kind of set up shop, uh, is tough and, um, you know, maybe it's, it should be that way and you need to make the extra effort, but, um, you know, just in terms of the overall experience, it'd be nice to just be able to, you know, boop, there's a, there's a house for my group or there's, you know, an easy, you know, condo you can rent for a weekend kind of thing. And just aren't a lot of options. Uh, but the train is great. Um, I like the, we also went to the, uh, Sunday River Brewing Company at the Fork, uh, right before the access road. That was kind of a good little scene. Um, back in Conway, the barley and salt tap house kitchen was very tasty food. I highly recommend that. Um, and actually the lodges, uh, the peak lodge is a sort of renovated new lodge, uh, where the Chandala dumps you out. Unlike the Barker Lodge, which is sort of your sawdust and peanut shells kind of feel, so you know there's just a lot of variety for um, even the lodges on on the uh, on the mountain. So um, yeah, I'm gonna give it 8.5, and um, definitely gonna go back uh, whether or not I have uh, whatever my ski pass is. So. Thank you guys for sharing. We are uh, obviously we always run short on time on these things, so we're going to press ahead. But um, we are playing a game, and um, you know we're going to go right to the second game. It's actually a new game. But before we play it, uh, there's got to be a prize when you're playing games, right? So um, you know this is um, this is a really riveting one. I couldn't really think of too many things, but uh, I got this vintage trail map here boys that uh, would look pretty good maybe a little frame got a guy in a onesie with a bandana and uh fluorescent pants and skis uh that i mean who wouldn't want this like you know to look at every day on your wall or something so i think i'm gonna offer that up and probably next time we're able to see each other in person uh by you guys by the winner a round or two uh just to thank you for devoting a little bit of your night with uh, with me and with this little project so uh, that's what we got um that's what we got on, uh, uh, you know, that, that's what's up for grabs. So uh, whether you don't want to spend time with me is, is whether or not you should pay attention to the upcoming questions. So here we go. Second game, guys. This is actually a new game. We haven't done this before. So, uh, you know, this could go poorly or it could go really well. We'll see. Uh, it's called Two Step, uh, named after, I suppose, Dave Matthews Band, but not really at all. Um, there's just two p parts to it. Um, so first, I'm going to give you hints to identify the game's theme. So that's the first step in this two-step process. All right, so I'm gonna give you some hints to identify a theme. Then, once the theme is identified, and I'll tell you when that happens, uh, you will name the ski areas uh, with the, that word, the theme, in its, uh, in its title, in its name, okay? So that's it, two-step. 
Okay, that's it. And I'll also tell you how many answers are available so that way you can kind of get a sense. And I do have a few hints if you guys are stumped, which um, yeah, I don't know think, your audience. We need a lot of I, think, I think we'll be all right. I, I think we'll be all right, but we'll see. Um, so here, so <laughs> here we go. It's called Two-Step, everybody. Listeners, this is a new game. Hot off the press. New game. All right, here are your hints. We're identifying a theme. One word, a theme, and then we'll go from there. Zeus. Bromley Mountain, Earth's Orbit, Maui Gym Protection, The Panhandle, Florida, Zeus is a god that is known for what? Bromley Mountain is a mountain that faces Maybe north, maybe south, maybe east, maybe west. Earth's orbit, the Earth orbits around. Maui Jim are sunglasses that protect you from Florida's panhandle. Sun, all right. <laughs> okay, this game, uh, this game is uh, is tough. Okay, here we go. That's that's great though. That actually took less time than I thought it would. Um, so the theme of the game is yes, is the sun. Okay, so uh, yeah, take another really deep deep gulp there. So now we're gonna identify ski, <laughs> ski mountains with the theme in their name. Okay, so there are seven answers to that. So you guys just name whatever comes to your head, and there are seven possible answers that I know of, and I will give you hints. So the first one, um, <laughs> Eight Peaks, this episode. Sunday River. Gee, on the board, you guys are now tied. How about that? Here we go, this is getting tough. Uh, the second one, you may not, well, you guys might get, the, most of them are mountains you would know. There's a couple that you probably don't know. But uh, here's the next one, Idaho, a Warren Miller home base. Uh, I'll let you think about that. The next one, New Hampshire, Epic Pass edition last year. Utah, opposite side of Little Cottonwood Canyon. Uh, Colorado, on the way to Aspen, but before it. Um, another one would be night skiing. Duet. Hey, gee! Was one of them Sun Valley? Sun Valley, yes, you got it. Well done. Yes, that's three out of the seven. And then the last one. I just kept going. I didn't want to interrupt you. Oh, no. I wanted, I'm sorry. You guys should jump in. I'm sorry. You should have jumped in. Yeah, that way no one beat you to it. Uh, and then the last one would be Wyoming, Corbett's Kolar. So, again, I'll start from the top, and then we'll probably have to call it because time is of the essence. But um, So we have Sunday River. Again, sun is the theme. We have Sun Valley. That's Idaho, Warren Miller's home base. And we have Sundown, Connecticut. That is Brian's home base. Uh, there are four other mountains with the word sun in their name. Um, again, this is the last last run through, but uh, New Hampshire, they just joined the Epic Pass uh, last year. Uh, Utah, uh, the opposite side of Little Cottonwood Canyon. It's actually south of Cottonwood Canyon. And then uh, Colorado Mountain, which is on the way to Aspen. And finally, um, the, the, the big mountain in Wyoming, who is the famous Corbett's Kolar Trail. Those are your, those are your seven mountains with the theme in the name. I'll give you guys... This is New Hampshire, Mount Sunapeak. Dulac! Yes, it is! Mount Sun... Wait a minute. Where are your eyes? You, yeah, he's really off you, screen. You were kind of you were drifting, <laughs> Brian. You were drifting if a little I do bit. If it this way, then like it's that way. You were you were drifting a little bit, but uh, honest honestly, it's tied right now. It's tied right now. Did you look that up or are you guessing no, that? I'm looking up. All right, I'm gonna give it to you. G. I'm gonna look it up. G, you good? You okay with that? There was a little bit of lag, but I I trust them. Yeah, I mean, I call balderdash. But I <laughs> looking it up on an ipad all right all right last call last call we have uh, wyoming mountains colorado and utah uh the utah and the colorado mountains are probably the two obscure ones but the one in wyoming you should one of you guys may may get 
Uh, Corbett's Kolar, last call, three, two, and we're done. All right, so Brian, one-point lead going into the final game, but we have one more segment before that, and that is Ski News of the Week. So, um, guys, I don't know if you've been reading about ski news, but uh, some big, big news broke this week. Um, we have an epic announcement. Uh, yeah, that's my, my best shot at comedy right there. But um, the Epic Pass that Vail Resorts uh, offers and owns added, um, or added a, a um, coverage, free uh, insurance coverage on your ski pass, uh, for no additional charge for all pass holders for next season. Again, with everything going on, they're they're giving a little bit of a, a, a you know sort of self safety net for folks, um, and um, it's actually a pretty good deal. I read into it. If you basically use your pass less than a week, you can get a refund, uh, at least a percent percent based on how much you use it. And if you only buy an Epic Pass for a one-week sort of winter destination vacation, like G going, you know, out to uh, Utah for the Olympics or something, you can actually you you can apply the insurance to that week, so that if some reason something happens, you can't go, you get the full refund, uh, even if you skied, I believe, the other other days. So it's um, it's pretty cool. Uh, it goes farther than any other pass I've seen, and that again just came out a couple days ago. Um, Epic also added uh, Sun uh, Sun Valley, which was one of the answers to the last game, uh, Snow Basin in Utah, and uh, Telluride uh, this past season. So they're also growing their offerings. Um, Epic, the Icon Pass, owned by um, Altera, uh, also announced uh, two new additions to their mountains that are participating in the pass, uh, Wyndham Mountain in New York and uh, Mount Bachelor in Oregon. So a couple more destinations there. They also added a bit of an insurance coverage but it's more of a deferment if uh you decide that you're not going to ski next season for the following season so it's certainly not as generous as far reaching as safe as uh, epics but um it's an offering nonetheless so um you know i've been a i've been on this show i've talked about i've been an icon holder for the last two seasons and before that a max pass and before that uh you know i did the ski clubs that uh, you know g you mentioned before we started recording um the uh the cast ski club part of the Connecticut Ski Council and uh, Ski Vermont and some other other uh, passes. But um, what are you guys' thoughts on uh, on ski passes next year? And and just a you know short kind of thought. Any initial thoughts on that, or um, you know, kind of see how it goes and, and get passes a little closer to the opening of the season. Yeah, I mean, I definitely uh, like you. I, I I got in and was doing the Max Pass a few years back before they curtailed that into the Icon and Epic. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I think it's one of those things that you can uh, it can prompt you to go to different places you would not you would normally go uh, that kind of cooperate. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, that was one of the big benefits of the Max Pass that we had. It was participated with Triple Hunt, so that got us to go up there and really just explore up there. So I would say, you know, from that perspective, um, you know, if you go a bunch, it, that, it makes a lot of sense, and it's it's a great motivator to get to some places that you might not typically go to and, and then be able to travel out West too. Yeah. Um, my go-to has been like, like I shared the, the, the ski pass, uh, that we do through our, our local ski council, which, you know, kind of helps me to be able to, uh, to afford skiing and then, um, you know, not, not be locked in or feel that pressure to have to go all the time and make, make right. them, make my money back out of uh, a pass but um yeah we'll see you know fingers crossed let's hope it's a it's a great winter i mean we definitely need one uh, to get out there that's what we're we're just that's what we have to we have to think about and all all uh you know, all hope goes to that. Brian, how about you? And I know you have a season pass, or you do this Sundown Club, ski club thing. But um, any uh, other pass ideas, or is that going to be your go-to next year? No, I'll do like the men's ski thing over at Sundown again, probably because it was after work. You know, at night. Okay. Um, a couple weeks in a row, like I think it was six weeks in a row. Okay. And then after that, like once it's over, yeah. You could ski um, every Thursday night. Okay. After like seven o'clock for free. Well, not free. But you, you paid pay for, for it. Pass, yeah. Gotcha. Yes, yeah, yeah. so you can go anytime. But with the, both my boys play hockey, um, so it's a little difficult to kind of 
lock into one of those passes, knowing like our weekends aren't usually that freed up. So that's why typically we just go to ski sundown. Yep. Anyway, because it's in our bed, like five minutes away, and we can go whenever we want, whenever we have a free free day or half a day. Convenience is a huge, huge thing when it comes to skiing, so no doubt about it. Uh, all right, we're going to leave it there only because we're running short of time. We're actually going to have to cut this last final game a little short, but uh, we're going to uh, still ask a question. Guys, this is one of our more popular games, uh, but we are going to have to wrap it up a little short, so I apologize. Uh, it's called Name That Ski Area. I am going to give you elevation, the name of a lift, the name of a trail, the name of a lodge, and the state, and you need to guess the uh, mountain now because we're on a short time you have unlimited guesses we usually just do one guess but uh unlimited and i'll give you again these five hints and hopefully you can guess what the mountain is and then that's it so we're going to do three of them and then we're going to have to call it so here we go we're going to go with uh 3967 elevation golden express quad what killington no but you're close it is vermont Golden Express Quad, Upper Pike, Last Run Lodge. What's next to Killington? Stowe? No. No. Pokemo? No. The closest Stowe? Yeah, it is Pico. Pico, Vermont. It's a separate mountain. Um, oh, the Little Peak, yeah. Yeah, Little Peak. Here we go. Let's go uh, elevation, 4,237 feet, King Pine Quad, Main, Bracket Basin, Bullwinkles Bistro. Sugarloaf? Yes. Gee, we are tied. This is it. The final question. Whoever gets this wins the game. Let's go with elevation 1,075 feet, exhibition triple, gun barrel, the lodge, Connecticut. (laughs) Gee! (laughs) You got it, man. You ate it up. That's it, guys. I'm sorry. That's it. We're calling it. Thank you, G. You are the winner. Congratulations of this Sunday River episode. Brian, G, thank you so much for playing. I really appreciate it. We're going to have to skip our Après Ski segment. Last call on Sunday River. Anything else, guys, in one word about Sunday River? Two words, three words. That's it. Awesome. Six six out of ten, seven out of ten. Uh, we're going to close it out. Thank you again. Thank you to my listeners. Find us on Twitter at Powderhound Skis. Even better, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Just search Powderhounds Podcast. Until next time, see you on the slopes, Powderhounds.